0: New England, new name. That and much more on this week's episode of the Indie Ball Report Podcast. Alright, 244 episodes later, we're here. So, we have a new name. We have Red Hawk stuff. We got Revolution stuff. We got a coaching carousel. We got a holiday on the horizon that I've made very public that, you know, it's an overrated holiday. And that's Mm -hmm. where we're at. Do you agree there? The Grinch that lives on the hill in Reading.
1: I mean, are you you talking Thanksgiving right now?
0: Yes, I'm talking about Thanksgiving, but I went to a Christmas reference because like the contemporary world, we could just skip over Thanksgiving and get right to the holidays.
1: No, that's a bad take. Thanksgiving should be savored for longer because... It's about food, and that's really it. And well, that's see, I'm not uh, a right i exactly. so. Yeah, well, that's a you problem, man. <laughs> you can work that out in therapy. Don't make it our problem.
0: Well, hey, some of us don't believe in therapy. So, like, I'd rather just use essential oils and crystals to clear my bad thoughts.
1: I just lick handrails in public and see what happens.
0: Another reason why you're not loud in 31 of 50 states.
1: Yeah, getting there. Almost 50 <laughs> for 50, baby.
0: Full collection. Wind up getting deported to Guam. Gotta catch a mo! <laughs> I can see it now. They'll try to deport you to Canada, and they'll be like, no, we don't want them either.
1: Oh, I can see
0: that for sure. We're a couple of chowder heads, and so are the New England team. That's our segue. Nice, nigga. Yeah, that was decent. So New England finally came up with the name they picked Chowder Heads, which, as you may remember from, what was it, two weeks ago, last week? We said, this could be a problem thing, because there's already a Chowder Heads, but there wasn't a Chowder Heads. So, we're going to find out what the legal ramifications for picking a oddly similar name are. But, by and far, by and away, that is the best of the names there. I think we had Nor'easters, Chowder Eaters, There's another Chowder-related one, Um then a couple other just garbage. Chowder uh, Monsters. It Monst- it that's, that's correct. I don't have it in front of me, which is really bad because I have the notebook with all the notes in front of me. So I should probably just flick over a couple of pages and get the correct information.
1: It was like Chowder Heads, Chowder Monsters, Nor'easters. Um, something else like, felt like boxing related.
0: Yeah, yeah we, we did pretty well. Yeah, here's the problem. It's like two of these names are extremely forgettable. Nor'easters was like very plain. And we were like, there's already New England University, Nor'easters. So that's not going to fly. And then it became the two uh, chowder ones. So I guess this struggle to figure out the names really indicates they went with the right choice.
1: Mm. Yeah, I guess they did. I'm still interested to see the legal side of things here. There seems to be a contingent that feels it will not be a problem. I guess they don't feel it will be a problem where they're, I can't imagine they're unaware. I mean, I have to just Google the name. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. I mean, like, we should no, really I, I ask think, all the options is the right call.
0: We really should ask ourselves the very important question, which is, does a professional indoor box lacrosse league team have the financial resources to pursue this in court?
1: I mean, or is there any team that could be more desperate to pursue it in court than them? See, so I could I, also see that world.
0: I mean, they may be desperate. If they can't afford to do it, they can't afford to do it.
1: Also true. I'll represent myself, says a lax bro.
0: The problem is the lax bro's father is probably an attorney, so they're going to get cheap coverage.
1: Mm, that actually is all coming together now. <laughs> Everything's coming up chowder heads.
0: You won't believe what they're doing to my son Draxon's lacrosse team. <laughs> nice. Oh god. Oh god. Wait, throw the golden retriever in the in the Range Rover. We got to get to the courthouse quick to file this motion.
1: The golden retriever is just the kid.
0: <laughs> no, then the kid's name would be like Scout or something. No, fair. <laughs> but yeah, see like here's the thing, like league glitches aside it is a solid name like i don't want to rehash what we said too much two weeks ago but like at the same point in time like it is a good name i find it a little bit unusual they unveiled the name but did not have a logo ready to go with it you would have thought they would have had like at least the word mark ready to run with this thing in the announcement yeah yeah it just feels odd like it's quite clear that they wanted to get this branding out quickly that's why you know Mm -hmm. The whole name the team contest took place in the course of about, you know, what, 45 days, if that. So what seemed kind of like an aggressive push, which I presume would be so that way you could start selling merchandise for the holiday season and start to really work that brand recognition in, kind of like Hagerstown's doing right now. Mm -hmm. I would assume if that's the purpose, then you would have that logo ready to roll and ready to run with. And if you're not going to have the logo ready for the name reveal why not just hold off on the name reveal until you have the logo and you have merchandise ready to sell? Cause you should feel confident enough in the brand you're about to unveil to say, this is going to sell merchandise. This is going to be popular. And you would think you'd want to capitalize on that early momentum from first unveiling the name and having people go, Ooh, I need to have that before they actually stop to Mm -hmm. think like, do I need to have that and get them to buy that shirt, buy that hat, buy that whatever so you know it just feels a little bit odd to kind of do this sequentially but hey you know it it's just a small observation
1: yeah i mean look, they could do a really cool like merch like rollout countdown and it will make some sense but yeah no i agree i think it's good to have merch day one right to rock
0: yeah especially with you figure you were what about a week away from black friday you can have those sales going mm-hmm. exactly right
1: yeah it's all a little surprising
0: yeah which would have kind of i'm sure
1: it's fine
0: yeah what -hmm. would have been a really cool like promotional idea if they would have expedited the timeline on you know getting the whole name the team thing out so that way you could have gotten all done in october you could have done Mm -hmm. like a 12 days of thanksgiving kind of like the play on you know the 12 days of christmas and had it leading up there so each day drops a new merch item as you get closer and closer and closer to black friday the final one drops yeah. thanksgiving day and then you have a black friday sale where it's like 25 or like not 25 but let's say like 10 or 15 percent off your first purchase you spend like 35 or more it's free shipping
1: yeah i can tell that you're not in that front office but yeah. maybe it'll be fine <laughs> yeah it's,
0: yeah it's which, for any other new teams coming about, steal that idea, go for it, you know, figure free shipping is a surprisingly large motivator for a lot of people. Got so, Bob.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm just looking around. I'm still trying to get a vibe for what that, that organization's going to be like up there. Um, mm-hmm. hear a lot of mixed messages from local people up there. Yeah. Also, not hearing a lot of buzz, like news wise up there, which is a little concerning.
0: Yeah. It was but, the um, article, but that's pretty much it. Like, I think there was one Nessun yeah. article, a Boston Globe, and then that was it.
1: Yeah, really not much in the way of follow-up. So, we'll see. I mean, there's still time to gain momentum. I mean, what, there's still, like, five, six months until the season? But Yeah. Yeah,
0: just, you
1: know. <laughs> Brockman yeah. just makes me nervous in general, so I'm, like, very much like, oh, boy. like <laughs> yeah, you Come just, on now. Get some momentum, please.
0: Yeah, you just feel like, okay... I would really like to see you guys, like, starting to get out there and, like, raise some awareness, especially now that you have a name and will soon hopefully have the identity of the team around. Like, let's get to those, like, Christmas marketplaces. Let's get to those, like, holiday events in the community and whatnot. Let's set up a table there. If you're going to have, like, a Christmas parade, maybe you try to get, like, a float or something or at least sponsor a thing and have like a delegation that's walking with like a big banner or something through there and you toss like candy canes or something like that you know like stuff you could do here i'd like to see you getting active and involved from the onset that's normally healthy organizational behavior
1: yeah it's all Look again. Maybe you know they just don't have staff for it. It could be. I don't it could know. be know. I mean, this too. team was just announced not long ago, so like yeah, I'm trying about, to keep that in mind as well. So
0: yeah, about yeah. sixty days.
1: Yeah, so try and take deep breaths and be like, "Well, we'll see." And but we'll like go. at the same yeah.
0: time, though, like just because it wasn't publicly announced until I think it was like September twenty third. Yeah, 3rd, it doesn't
1: mean it's started as an organization that day i know yeah Yeah. yeah you would assume
0: everything's in place there already and if you're kind of bumming off of some of the staff that works for the other team and you figure the same ownership group owns windy city you'd at least be able to like spare some pieces doing some remote work so that way you could have on the ground people at least early on
1: you know not the way i would have gone about it but yeah. doesn't mean that mm. it won't work out dude i'm trying so hard to be positive here and not let me move on
0: look our positivity segment doesn't come on until later on so until then uh, you're in gosh. the doldrums live with it so screwed <laughs> <laughs> uh, look someone hire me any case let's move yeah, on honestly yeah
1: we could, you and i could team up and be the most dysfunctional front office ever. But, but I we'd be tickets, fun. You know, as long as I post on Facebook enough, according to somebody.
0: Well, how else would we sell tickets? God.
1: Uh, I, shouldn't even open, I shouldn't even open the can of worms, so I can't help myself.
0: Oh, God. We'd either go under in six months, or it would be oddly successful.
1: Oh, either way, there's going to be a Netflix documentary.
0: So, on that note... Um, <laughs> We're going to talk about someone else they got hired, which is Carl Hoyam, which uh, I probably mispronounced that name. This is definitely a less than smooth transition, but uh, he goes from VP and Director of Promotions to GM of the Fargo Moorhead Redhawks. Replaces Matt Rao, who was the GM since 2018. Rao stepped aside for personal reasons and was essentially not there for the overwhelming majority of the 2023 season this is just kind of making the interim permanent essentially
1: Mm -hmm. yeah um i mean a couple like on the baseball side of things you know we did note that fargo seemed to take a step back this year you do wonder how much of that was relevant Um, whether it's uh, just a, a straight talent level thing as a gm or whether it's just you know new guy covering as the interim person type of issue. Yeah. Um, Mixed
0: signal type of thing too.
1: Yeah. So there could be some of that, Um, but it is worth watching going into now. What would essentially be year two, year one full time Um, for Carl Hoym That's what I was going with. Yeah. Um, That's
0: it. I really don't know how to go for that one. Yeah. And the other
1: side, you know, Matt Ralds spoke about you know, dealing with anxiety and panic attacks, and I think you know, just a, a reminder of if you're out there, you can only do what you can do. Like you know, get help if you need help, and know your limits or f- understand your limits. And understand that that's fine. I can't imagine like having to. well, I can't. Literally, I did that job actually? But <laughs> so no, I get it. Um, but you know, I didn't do it for very as nearly as long. Uh, but this the you know, those, the days when you can barely take care of yourself or barely back yourself up or barely even believe in what's going on in front of you and then having to like be the support and, you know, basically the main support mechanism for 25 to 30 grown adults is like, that's a lot, man. That's a lot to get out of bed and deal with every morning. So, um, you yeah, know, I think this is the right move. You got to be in a certain headspace to be able to, yeah. You know, I'm not saying that. You know baseball gms and baseball ops people are out here you know saving the world or whatever but it is one of those things where it's like hey man like you're responsible for a lot <laughs> there's guys trusting their not only their career but the future of their career and you know their current you know the the money for their families all on your decision making man that's a lot
0: mm-hmm. obviously it weighs heavy and for however long matt was dealing with it he Dealt with it very well. It didn't affect the work at all. And obviously, you have to take care of yourself first and foremost. So stepping away is the right decision. And I'm sure Carl will do an admirable job as well. Uh, a lot of of what Matt did, he can be really proud of the result he got. And you know, mm-hmm. hopefully, he gets in the right mind space and uh, can get back into the uh, get back into the industry and get back to doing something he enjoys doing. So hopefully for that. Yeah. But, but uh, on that note, we go to. The definition of an off-season story, which is not a radio deal, but they will come, I guarantee you, and I will cover them because I like radio deals. They're weird, and I like it.
1: Hey, man, I'll I'll ride with you there. Yeah.
0: Give me your your AMs and FM radios. (laughs) Huddle masses. The
1: real real statue of liberty of obscure communication
0: methods. (laughs) Give me your AM airwaves yearning to play free with minimum static (laughs) well done i'm impressed by your work there yeah uh well you know it won't have static anymore york scoreboard because they have a new one and it's 1700 square feet it's like twice as big as the current one i wonder what they're compensating for and you know (laughs) apparently their games could be streamed in hd and 4k now because now they got cameras that can do that now that's not saying they'll be able to stream it like that. Nor is it saying that you will be able to watch it in that. There's a lot of different things that go into it. It's not just like point the four K camera and now it's there. You gotta have like the proper equipment to view it in it. But like, mm-hmm. that's it. They're doing their if there's end A better. desire, yeah, yeah. Like they're trying to make it better. They're trying to deal with the um, company that shall not be named that does the same thing a river does.
1: Yeah oh my god. Well I don't know. I feel I'm choosing to feel positive about it. I mean, it's a good thing for at least the fans viewing experience. I like to work. Uh, I have a soft spot for that ballpark. Um and they have a can. But yeah. And they have a lot of they do have a lot of good stuff there. So it's nice to have like the ballpark like fully be up to modern day standards. Um and the board wasn't like an eyesore, but definitely left something to be desired. Um yeah, I think I don't know, this is a good thing. I mean there's a lot that money could be spent on. You know, this is somewhat a choice. I'm not saying that in a bad way, but I'm, I guess I'm just saying like I hope maybe when it comes to like player living arrangements, we might also see a little bit of an uptick in you know funding because that's I've heard in a few stories of that being a little difficult in New York. So mm-hmm. let's just make sure it's not just all going to a video board. You know, I would hope, but for the most part, I, I other than that, I really. I'm happy about this. I'm looking forward to seeing it in person. I'll probably be there first week or so of the season.
0: If you were listening, you'd know it didn't all go to a video board. It also went to 4K cameras.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Sure. It didn't all go to the digital technology side of things.
0: Communication actual- front, sir. Please. Whatever. Oh, my God. Some of us slaved away and worked countless hours for, eh, really two years. To get the art of communication down, as you can tell from this show.
1: Pathetic. Meanwhile, (laughs) I worked and got a marketing degree in six years, like a real man.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Screw those things. You got a master's?
1: I did not. Yeah, I know. I was like, how do I get this back on track? How do I I force this back in the direction I was hoping to go in?
0: Well, we can go ahead and talk about things that are fun. We could talk about fun things like carousels.
1: Yeah, man. All right. We can update the coaching carousel.
0: Yeah, we want to go on the coaching carousel. We could start in Long Island, but I'm not sure we have any other Long Island adjacent news before we get to talking about their new manager.
1: Um, I mean, I was just going to mention that that whole Cole Cottom drama that came from him getting assigned or traded, I guess, to the Long Island Ducks and had some very vocal support saying that that was an above board deal until i argued with evidence that hey uh this seems to have been a little bit sketchy with lack of representation on the frederick side of the trade uh yeah uh, they've i've had radio silence since so you know just interesting i would say just interesting
0: coincidence no doubt Oh, bro.
1: Uh, So yeah. Anyway, I got that. This that was your update on the Long Island side. But the big news is news that we did. You find the new Long Island Ducks coach to be a surprise, or was this as expected?
0: I'm shocked. Shocked. Well, okay, not that (laughs) shocked. The gift got a lot of use this week. So I'm happy with that. It's Lou Ford, by the way, in case you couldn't tell by a reaction. Lou Ford's new Mm -hmm. manager of the Ducks. We've been kind of saying that for two weeks. I mean, like, this was the second most obvious one. Pete was by far the most obvious. Let's get that out of the way. But, like, Lou was a damn close runner up.
1: Yeah. um, The only thing that sort of caused me to hesitate was the the amount of time it took to name that. Yeah. You know, name him as the manager. Um, it, It also. Um, no, I, mean, I think uh, I I don't know, I don't know I'm not gonna read into it I think it was probably just normal stuff like yeah, you know, I, I just bother to interview anybody else uh, I I'm trying to think whether I would have rather I see I don't think you want to like overshadow Wally on the way out so that's part of it because I was like would you rather have had Lou Raider Rock like that announcement like time it so it's like Wally will be leaving thank him for everything yada yada we're happy to announce Lou Fordle matching teeth that one like would that have been a smooth way to go about it? They did take a little bit of heat on socials for when when Wally left. And I feel like that definitely would have smoothed it. Cause most people who, you know, are checked in enough to have have an an issue with Wally. I'm not saying they're right to, but just to have an opinion, you're right. That was the way to say that would also be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Lou forward.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, you know, I mean the reports were that Lou was pretty active and not the managing, but like the, the day to day of the team, uh, down the stretch or on into the playoffs, um, and I've mentioned previously, I was, I was really thrown off. I even mentioned, I think live when we were recording, oh. when I was at the game, that I was really just surprised by the lack of energy from not only the Ducks team, but specifically Wally. So it's interesting, but mm-hmm. we'll see what the, a little bit of rejuvenation from Lewis. I think it's a job that he's been eyeing for a while, not in a scheming way, but just as a, yeah, I'd like that down the road. And to get it, I, I think it could be, it, there's a real chance to be a breath of fresh air in an organization that, you know, they always have something cooking, but. You know, I feel like, I don't know, there hasn't been a ton of excitement around Long Island lately. Even when they had all the major leaguers this year, I think a lot of it was more, you know, yeah, they're good, but like, we'll see, like, whatever. Like, I think the day-to-day fun of watching a game, a Long Island Ducks game, like, there could be a little more of a pop with it now. And and that's what I would hope, at least. So, it's something to watch.
0: Isn't me or Has Long Island not really had that buzz since, like, 2019?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, yeah, I mean, even the championship run they yeah. went on where they lost to Lexington, I felt like it was like, oh, and the ducks are here.
0: Yeah, like that's what I felt like obviously Lexington that year in particular was just like they were them. They took off the second half and then had no problem, you know, getting going again. So like that was kind of a given year. But like at the same point in time, like I just haven't really viewed them the same way. Like even that hot stretch they had to win the first half this year. It was far from like a slam dunk, and a given. York had him dead to rights, and then you know, kind of let him up, and uh, allowed them back into like the whole competition there. And it still required an incredibly hot run. So like, if you take away like the two or three week run they had to get them in position to actually, you know, win the title, they played pretty mediocre baseball, even with the major leaguers.
1: Yeah, just the energy wasn't always there, and from. I know from what I saw, which I saw a lot of their games. Um, just, ooh, East Coast bias, but also it's the easiest games for me to watch. Um, hmm. yeah, I think there was something lacking and I, I think it's progressively lacked more over the last couple of seasons. And I think this is probably, I think Wally moving on is a good move for everybody involved, him and the team. Yeah. And I think Lou coming in is a good move for everybody involved, him and the team. So yeah, all positive vibes here, man.
0: Yeah, honestly, I like it a lot, too. Lou's a very familiar face, which is nice when you're making that kind of a move from a guy like Wally to Lou. That's, that's positive there. I am curious to know, will Lou still get some at-bats, or is he going to be full-time on the coaching thing? Hmm.
1: He will occasionally take one lens you know, I know, not think going to be like, oh, keeping him on the roster just in case. It'll be more like, uh, hey, we have a hole in the roster for this one game. Like, we're short a guy due to injury or a roster move, whatever. And he'll hop in and fill it just in case. At that point, that would be my guess. I don't have any inside
0: information on that one, but it just that would be the guess. Because I still want to see him get into like 35, 40 games. I need yeah, man, um, we need that. And he still delivers. Like that's, that's the, the funny thing. thing. I mean, that's the thing. Like he's still three forty,
1: three forty batting average last year. Was it in only? He only had hundred at bats, but he had thirty-four hits. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, and like, how old is he
1: right now? He is forty six, going on forty seven next,
0: next. Moyer-esque.
1: Moyer-esque, very much so.
0: So, like, I, I'm sorry, I want to see that kind of dude keep going until he's hitting like below two fifty. I think he should be allowed to keep going.
1: Yeah, no, I, and it's not even like Pete Rose end of his. Like, if if Lou were to call us our number in a game in a big spot right now, you know, at this point in time, it's. Probably the right move. It's not even a Pete Rose like end of career. Like, oh my God, this guy, like insufferable. Like, no, probably makes sense. Um, do I think he could sustain it over a larger sample size? No. Do I think he's interested in a larger sample size? Also, no. So it's fine.
0: And like, if he can do what he's doing in like 35 games, 40 games, that's useful. It certainly is. Three of
1: his last four seasons, he has ended with a 300
0: batting average. What was the home run numbers on those years, by the way? Just curious.
1: What was that?
0: What was the home run numbers looking like, or power number, either way?
1: Um, He's got 13 home runs, uh, slugging, and the mid to low 400s.
0: Okay. Yeah, That's fine. all right.
1: But, I mean, again, they're not really signing him up to do that. Yeah. So, it's all good. Um, yeah, at this point, I mean, he's more of a you know, getting on base, knocking around. The only problem you run into is the speed on jump base.
0: That uh, a bit like a pinch that, runner.
1: That's where the strategic dis- deployment has to come in. Yeah. Either a pinch runner, which is fine, especially the way the league is structured right now with the pinch runner Double hook. or, um, or, you know, yeah. Structure it where he's maybe back in the lineup with some slower guys behind him before the top end. Mm. Um, and fast guys in front of them, so it's not really... Well, it doesn't really matter what's in front of them. It's not catching anybody, but...
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but now he's going um, up at the speed behind him and then him and, slowing him down.
1: As of now, he is an asset and not a... Uh, yeah. yeah, he's, he's not a, an issue to have on the bench. Like he's he's a net gain for the lineup. So, okay. yeah, man, I'd be... I'd yeah. be I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, dude, if you're still... If you just had a 340 season, even the limited at-bats, it, it, are you like, yeah, time to hang up the, the batting gloves, bud?
0: Like, I don't know. Look, all I'm saying is I want to see Lou Ford, the manager, trade Lou Ford, the player. Yeah. Um, How would that work? I
1: I already looked this up. and I, I'm mostly sure... Uh, let me... I can probably double check. Um,
0: Where's a high point so, cap with a Long Island jersey?
1: So, yeah, you you are one entity. So, like, you are not... You cannot be in separate jobs.
0: Okay, so this like, is when like... when it comes like, to
1: that. all yeah, right Because, I mean, because you, can, you can't trade a manager. Yeah. So, you were just... You would trade... The mantra
0: and the player. Yeah. So this isn't going to be like fantasy baseball, where like you got to draft Otani batting and Otani pitching. No, it is not that. So. I, I, don't, know. That, I don't know. But <laughs> anyway, so Blue Ford, probably the biggest headliner. Mm-hmm. He's out of the way now. Let's move on. Do we want to go Charleston first, or do we want to go over to Hagerstown?
1: Hmm. We'll go Hagerstown and then over.
0: Okay, so we got the inaugural flying boxcar conductor. (laughs) Yeah, sure, I like it. Uh, All right, the the inaugural conductor, the maestro of Maryland. To completely ignore the other two teams that are in the state, but neither way. Yeah, okay. One of them, it's like half a team. They're not playing this year. So, and the other one, I mean, they're out in the woods, so it's it's okay. Um. Mark Mason of Maryland is now in, formerly of York, formerly yeah. of Empire State. He'll run the show there, which, honestly, I really, really like that hire.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. He's the type of guy who who knows enough people to build a roster from scratch. Uh, he's the type to, and he can tough it out. Obviously, he just did Empire State for a year. It um, made
0: him look respectable, to be honest. Yes.
1: Yeah, you're right. Um, I mean, I have a, I have historically always been a pro Mark Mason guy. Um, but I'll say, I mean, I did have, I, I do have some reservations surrounding the fact that York did look pretty bad as last season there. And then they looked much better this year under uh, new management. So that does kind of cause me to pause a little bit and maybe worry on behalf of. Both Mark and, and uh, Hagerstown, but, uh, for the most part, the vibes are good. The guys seem to like them. I know multiple guys who hung around longer than they would have because they like Mark. And I think that's saying something, especially as a uniquely valuable skill set within, uh, independent baseball. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, hell, all year he was able to keep getting guys <laughs> in, in to take the bus ride with them and, um, even got a couple late wins there. So yeah, I think it's a good signing. There are some, like, would I be surprised if it is a disaster? No. Um, however, I, I think this is a good move, even if, you know, they're under 500 team and after a couple of years he moves on. I think he's a good starting manager for an organization like this and possibly for the long term as well.
0: That's what I liked about it too, is I, he seems like the guy that's going to lay the good foundation. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I I get the last few years in York weren't, you know, what you'd want them to be, but that Mm. could also just be getting complacent in the organization, in the place you've been for a while. Also, the rebound, it could be very, as much as it's, could be okay, new management. It could also just be the guy they brought in, which is, you know, Rick Ford. He's a very good manager. So that could also be equal parts. For that turnaround, there. I just, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. I just, I like Mason as a guy that can get the job done early on, have a team that looks competitive, puts a good product on the field, puts the right kind of guys in place for a new organization, and just kind of do things the right way and get you a solid foundation to build off of. And really, that first and possibly even second manager, that's really what you're looking for in guys. And I feel like if you go ahead and you build the right front office staff to work with him, you could actually have a really surprisingly competitive team in year one.
1: So yeah, and, and I think they're capable. Like he's both confident and competent when it comes to navigating an Atlantic League season, which is yeah, extremely viable.
0: Exactly. So and like like you mentioned last year, the Gray's team, he got guys to just keep st- signing on, and staying on for that. And I was really impressed the couple of times I saw the Grace play with the way they played. They played hard. They went first inning to last inning. They looked surprisingly good. I was not expecting that kind of caliber out of a team that, you know, doesn't really show it on the stat page. The compete level was there when, you know, mid to late August, way of the hell out of everything they had no business to keep on fighting and competing and they still were. So, you know, like I I gotta tip my cap to them for that and that that starts with the leadership in the dugout, keeping the troops, you know, motivated to keep going. So even if the worst does come to happen, I feel good about him being able to, you know, use that experience in the Atlantic League and clearly the motivational ability to keep things, you know, afloat and keep them rolling at least well enough. Yeah, and
1: if I'm gonna say it will look, you know, you can be worried about York before and after, or like while Mace was there. And then after he left, it's also fair to say that empire state team looked much better with Mark running the show. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes both ways. And, and I do think at the end of the day, it, it's a good hire. I mean, they kind of, the vibe, uh, I think they literally even said it on socials, but the vibe from all the statements around, it was like kind of a, we got our guy type of vibe. Like there was,
0: yeah. you know,
1: I imagine they got from the league, a few recommendations on possible, you know, possible options of managers and it it seems like this was who they, they wanted from pretty early on. So it's good to see them get it done and, you know, get it off on the right foot here.
0: Yeah. I think there's times you can take that chance and go for the guy that, you know, maybe hit or miss. And then there's times where you just say, go with the guy, you know, go Mm -hmm. with the safe option. And I feel like this is the time where when you're starting off, you go with the safer option and he's, yes. Oh yeah. He's a very safe, solid, reliable option.
1: Yeah, um, and, you know, the, the York and Lancaster markets are unique and the fan bases are unique in the way they interact with their managers. For the most part, I did find that people seemed, even if, uh, yeah, you know, I'll say it this way as I sort of think this through as I, as I, as I say it, I'm thinking about it. Um, I found that even the York fans, at least in my experience, that maybe didn't like his on-field performance and his managing decisions uh, game to game, they, for the most part, did like Mark. And that's a good thing for a startup organization that's, you know, trying to connect with the community around them, having a guy who's you know likable, approachable, and sort of down to earth like that. I mean, we're talking about a guy who, um, you know, had the long hair and then cut it for charity and from everybody at a game, like he, he's down, he, he's that kind of guy. So, yeah, I think it's a it's a good uh a good step to get things rolling, uh, at least when it comes to the baseball product for Eggerstown.
0: Absolutely. So on that note, I guess we'll flip it over to uh West Virginia now. Yes. I like to hire PJ Phillips for mm-hmm. those out of the loop. New manager mm-hmm. in Charleston replaces Billy Horn. Track to winning where he goes, won in the Atlantic mm-hmm. League. I, I really don't much to that. I like the higher. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, it's interesting. Um, I wonder long term. Yeah, I don't think anybody expects it to be a long term arrangement. Um, I think on either side. Yeah. Um. I mean, if we're gonna call this kind of what it is, is you know, it, PJ and Andy did not. Necessarily. It it did not end well for anybody and Andy in Lexington, uh, when he left. Uh, it was sort of trying to find, uh, you know, the diplomatic way of saying it, except I don't like him, so I don't care. Um, yeah, Andy basically screwed everybody. So, um, it it was not option A for, I think, anybody to go work there. And I think that's, you know, the situation Andy found himself in was, you know, I mean, look, him and Mark Minakazi were, great friends like from like high school when Mark came to Charleston and then followed, uh, moved on to, you know, the genomes in Lexington. And they, he was never even like, he would not like, it would appear that he had no interest in working with Andy. Again, in the situation as an open job, Mark just lost his job with Frederick because they're, you know, going on hiatus and it seemed that he did not even entertain the idea. Um, so we've got to assume the options for Andy were pretty slim in Charleston. Um, and then on the flip side, uh, PJ, you know, to have this playoff run in Jersey. However, really there was no movement, you know, on this, you know, the new contract and the organization brought in a new GM, but really they were just sort of saying hey yeah you're gonna have to take less money next year and that's not going to work dude's got a kid so um you know it, it was kind of like well, we're not going to come out and say you got to find another spot to be but we're not going to you know give you a contract you want to sign and that happened like well after jobs already getting eaten up so he finds himself in a spot where he's got to make a move quick and Andy finds himself in a spot where nobody's trying to make that move to him. And, you know, I don't think it was PJ's number one option, I'd assume, either, based on the amount of time it took to, you know, make this happen even. But I guess they have found a way to make this work for the time being. And, you know, good for them. Everybody gets what they need for the year. But I will once again go on the record of if you are listening to this and you're entertaining the idea of working in Charleston, I would not recommend it. There you go. Like I've I've been diplomatic about it in the past. I'm kind of tired of being diplomatic about it. I've heard enough from people who were in Charleston last year and people who are, have been around to be like, yeah, just maybe give that space. But I highly recommend playing for PJ. Everyone loves. receiving not everybody. It's impossible, but he, he's a well liked manager. So you know, if you're looking for a guy who's going to you know do his best for you, PJ is a good option. But just be
0: the organizational be aware. structure leaves something to be desired. Ooh, well said. Yeah, I see, I'm going to just kind of like come up with Yeah, that. I appreciate
1: you doing that for me. I'm like so tired of like trying to tip out the Andy thing. <laughs> I'm like, whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. He don't listen. And
1: even if he does, what's he going to do?
0: <laughs> He's going to fire you again.
1: Excuse me, bro. I heard a rumor about chirping. Okay, we're fine.
0: The organizational part of that, because, you know, it does sound like a bit of a shit show. And I'll just focus on the baseball side of things, which is PJ's good. He wins where he goes, so that's probably a positive there. And you know, we'll see yeah. what happens year after, because who really knows what the league makeup's going to be in twenty twenty five? Because let's be real, there is some teams on shaky ground. We are supposed to have a team come back. Who knows that'll happen? And uh, who knows they try to cough the pass and try to steal a market or do something like that because this league is a bit crazy like that so for one year who knows maybe charleston can go back to contending i doubt it because it's still charleston but hey Mm -hmm. they got the right guy for the baseball part things
1: yeah and the other interesting thing too is what makes pj so interesting is he i mean even before i worked with him a bit like i was fascinated by the way he operated because like he really does operate off of like personal connection, which isn't unusual in any ball, but his personal connections seem to be, you know, fascinating. I mean, we saw the lineups he put together in Jersey and we can talk about whether, I mean, I was, I think he knew it and him and I talked about it a little bit. Like I think that was a flawed roster construction in Jersey, but I think that's also partially growing pains of first year in a limited roster league, um, where you kind of have to construct things in a certain way, but he can bring guys in based solely on who he is. The interesting thing is a lot of those guys who you would count on in that situation are guys who did not have a good time previously interacting with Andy. And that, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything. I, I think still you'll see a lot of familiar faces uh, make their way to PJ and, and Charleston. I wouldn't be surprised if Philip Irvin makes that kind of move um, after he had a really promising year this year. There's a few familiar faces I think with track. Um still interested to see what Tillman Pugh does this next year, but um yeah it's going to definitely add some complication and i mean frankly who knows how many people he wants to even bring into this if it's not gonna be a long-term situation which i'm not saying it's not but if that ends up being the way it goes and he sees that he might not want to bring certain people in like to you know get dragged in for a year and possibly get stuck um be on a protective list of charleston after he leaves so Mm. it's complicated man it's more complicated than people think um so definitely a lot to watch
0: Absolutely, and we do know one thing for certain, which is Tim and Puk will not be in uh, Staten Island.
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude, that's for sure.
0: But you know what? Evan Parker. You'd think that's a country yeah. singer name, but it's actually the manager of the Ogden Raptors name. In any case, he's replacing Caspary Shamp. Any thoughts? Mm, I mean... It's the pioneer league so i, I don't, don't bank on any of these guys being here for more than two years unless your name is uh, michael schlatt
1: and i'm not counting on a while them bringing experience in i was a little surprised that like i mean this team did just win championship um so i'm trying to think it through but i guess i was a little surprised that they didn't have somebody with a little more experience on deck i know they like the little connection all that, mm-hmm. but i don't know it's fine. I think as good a signing as any. Um, I'm, it, yeah, it's maybe again, you know, I'll remind people that I was covering almost exclusive, well, basically exclusively Atlantic League until about this time last year. Um, and this is really my first year with the background of an entire year, like following Indie Ball and then diving into the offseason, really understanding the coaching carousel market and all that stuff. And, it is occurring to me just how difficult the grind is finding a manager in the, the Pioneer League. Because, I mean... The, the it, travel sucks so I, uh,
0: and the rules are restrictive and, like, the budgets aren't the same and you got to really go hard on the scouting because, like, the experience ca- like cap on that really means you're grabbing, like, recent college grads and dudes that signed MLB out of high school and then burned out. So you really gotta like have a good network of guys that know guys. So it mm-hmm. the, the job is that much more difficult, and then coaching them is obviously a little bit more difficult when you got guys that are essentially anywhere from like twenty to like twenty five. It's a bit different than coaching guys that are like mainly twenty four to like I'd say pretty much everywhere else thirty. Like you're dealing with more recent college grad. Mm-hmm. Season professional, even if they do have a couple of years of affiliated experience or fall around, uh, indie ball experience,
1: yeah. And I guess <laughs> I'm honestly having trouble fully verbalizing it just because there's so much that goes into it. But you're right for about everything you just said, yeah. uh, when it comes to you know just who you're coaching, first of all, but then it also because I, talking to people who were candidates coming out of the American Association, Frontier League, and the Atlantic League this year, I've talked to candidates that have left, just recently left, or within the past year and a half for two left, all three of those leagues, and all of them are like, yeah, I wouldn't take a Pioneer League job if it came to me. Like, even if they had nothing, they would do something else. And, and I think a lot of it is, it's where you are, it's the pay, it's the amenities, it's, uh, Simple things we just talked about PJ and whether guys would follow him back into Charleston. Like, if, say, PJ left from Frontier League, which has roster restrictions, and want to take or at least try to bring a lot of his guys over Mm. to a Pioneer League team, he could. I mean, like, with the roster restrictions, maybe two or three of them could come. Like, that's what you're doing. So, like, you can have all the connections in the world coming out of the Atlantic League or American or even Frontier. It will not get you that far just based on the restrictions. So, it's gotta be difficult. I mean, it, it is basically a development league for managers as well, which is good, by the way. There is, it is important like that.
0: It, it has and I don't
1: mean to dunk on the Pioneer League. I think it's, extru- I think it is extraordinarily valuable that we have a competitive professional independent league, which is both for managers. It's not just the affiliated ball. all. It is it a proving ground building your own roster. It includes actually managing your own game and managing a team that you want to win games, not just develop players, even though this part of the goal, obviously, that isn't, you know, us, it is not the Pecos League, not done in the Pecos. It is not, you know, one of the, the leagues that just, you know, they're all in one ballpark. It, it is, you know, it's not a fly-by-night
0: fly operation.
1: Yeah, it is a legit, you know, league with, with a long history and now guys have an opportunity to get great experience. And that is, you know i want to make it clear that i'm not dunking on the pioneer league i'm just saying it, it it's time time again this off season um just
0: it's just different yeah man yeah like that's it just is. really what it comes to it. and the thing is too you can still build great teams in the pioneer league like there was points where i know i ranked and i ranked high enough to get them on the graphic teams from the pioneer league because well What Missoula does at times is really impressive. What Billings was able to do was really impressive. But, like, at the same point in time, like, they're artificially capped to be, like, you're never going to be as good as, like, the best Frontier League team. And certainly not the best American or Atlantic League team. Just on the basis of the best teams in those leagues, probably going to have two or three guys minimum that played in the majors at least one of them is probably going to have significant majors time and all of them are just going to be more physically developed and more of a seasoned professional mindset than a kid that just came out of like d2 d3 naia you know like it's just the reality of it, it there's it's a difference between a dude that's figuring out how to be a pro and a dude that's figuring out how to get back to the highest levels of baseball that's what it comes down to and like you said having a proving ground for guys to figure that out to build off a career whether that's playing the game managing the game or you know physically in the front office end of things is still important to do and there is still the opportunity to do great things with it it's just Mm -hmm. like it's a lot different and to ask guys that have already kind of made their bones on it to kind of take a step down in a sense to go back to the proving ground and go back to long, long bus travel with okay accommodations and just kind of like, all right, pay is a big ass for guys, especially when you look around and a lot of the other more proven seasoned guys are, you know, they're 40 and up. They don't want to do that. They really don't. Especially the guys that are like in their 60s and up. What the hell do you want to be doing, you know, 12 hour bus trips for on the regular? You don't so like that's fine so you're gonna find younger guys that are more willing to do that because they gotta you know cut their teeth somewhere and that's here yeah yeah
1: um and, to, and again i guess i'll say in summary like it is difficult but it's also it's difficult for everybody involved because but it's not really supposed to be easy it's the Pioneer League. It's step one in yeah. you know, the the legitimate professional baseball ladder of any ball. Like, yeah, like it time is to where you prove people. yourself. So you go there, you prove yourself, and if you show out, you probably will not be there long.
0: Yeah. Go there and we'll yeah. weed out the people that really want to do this.
1: All that to say, best of luck.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like I think it'll be. Fun. Yeah, it was, yeah. we got way off topic on Evan. I felt bad about that.
1: Yeah, whatever. Really, <laughs> like, well, no, i really though. that like... <laughs> sounded terrible because it sounds like I was
0: like, well, "What
1: do you think about Evan?" And I was just like, "Well, <laughs> it's tough to get a good manager." That's not what I meant. That's not how I wanted that
0: to go. Yeah, but in uh, yeah, any case, um yeah, Parker has experience on the staff. Ogden knows their people. I feel confident about it. Ogden's well ran, so like if they have confidence, him, I'll have confidence in him am there. Also other piece of pioneer news to wrap up Chuck Nabishu um he will be re- be returning to Grand Junction. So
1: yes that's right.
0: Yep. Um yeah. Nice. Where are from here
1: man? We got a lot.
0: I know. We got a lot on that uh, coaching carousel there. But uh
1: Oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll recap real quick. So yep. to recap um the remaining open jobs. We got Gastonia open. We have lexington uh, seemingly open new england open um uh, joliet seems to be open as well um yeah. although rumor jersey. has it that it may
0: be filled in joliet okay. but that's i still have only soft confirmation on that okay only one person so talking question yet, marks so. there yeah but that may be um filled. jersey yeah it's
1: Open. Um, there's been some sort of rumor that Sussex County could also be open, but we haven't gotten no confirmation on that. But yeah, that's the other rumor say that we're hearing moment. is we could see Bobby Jones coming back to New Jersey. That would be Jones. the presumed thing. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll Somehow see what, uh, if we have the return of Bobby Jones. Um, then Tri-City still is the opening as well. So we yeah. do have some, some. High-profile openings out there. Uh, we also have, I mean, some of our sketchiest organizations, and Evolve still looking, which is not surprising. Between Gastonia, Lexington, and New Jersey, uh, lots of lots to keep an eye on, man. Still a lot, still a lot, man. It's been a crazy off season. But still got some questions left uh, to
0: answer. Oh yeah, and also Tommy like Thompson. Almost forgot to mention: Tommy Thompson has now signed on to go to Glacier to join the uh, Paul Fletcher staff too. Yes, that's right. So I feel like that's important to mention just because we have a former manager, what, Great Falls, right? Uh, Yeah. So, former Great Falls manager joins that staff. I think that also helps Fletch out a little bit too when you have a guy that's been in this league for a little bit, kind of joining up there, and you have a lot more experience on that staff, which is likely a positive thing. And I have received feedback from some players saying that, you know, Thompson's a good guy to play under. So, yeah, I've heard this.
1: I've actually heard the same. So, there you go. There's. Good bit of endorsement there. Yeah, um,
0: and Glacier is already building something pretty solid last year. Obviously, regime change a little bit there, but you know, maybe maybe there's something there. Maybe a playoff berth this year for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's,
0: uh, hard to say yeah, over there. Chance to go right again. Talk
1: about you know. That league, there's so much that has to go right. So much like creative roster building every single year. It just seems exhausting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Plus, you also kind of in the north checkoff. Like, okay, Missoula's getting at least one of these spots.
1: Right. You're going to... Good luck. You're battling with that. And who knows how else you're going to have to play. got to check your schedule.
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's what's weird about Pioneer. It's like, there's a couple of orgs where you're just like, yep, they're going to have a playoff spot. And they're going to have a playoff spot. Have fun battling for two remaining spots.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Good luck for a wild card.
0: Yep. Yeah. Hope and pray. Hope and pray. <laughs> but. Oh, God. Uh, any case, American Association. Um, let's see. Thankful for. You know what? Honestly, the dogs playoff run. I, I liked it. I thought it was very entertaining. They were a surprise team in a sense where you looked at the flip side and I'm not sure you really would say, yeah, this is a team that can contend for a title. And they even played Kansas City pretty hard. I will say they started getting a little full of themselves, the fans that is, you know, towards the the end of that playoff run before Kansas City reminded them, hey, remember mm-hmm. your place. Mm-hmm. So that said though, it provided a nice little breakup in the monotony before we got back into like expected outcomes the rest across the rest of the board.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to think through where I want to go with this. I'm.
0: Yeah. See, like, if it's kind of hard, it kind is hard. Like, how you want to approach it. it
1: yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, I think I got one. I'm just making sure that I don't really have anything. You know, obvious that I'm just missing out on here because I feel like an idiot, but you know, relatable. Um. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? If I'm Sioux Falls, if I'm a Sioux Falls Canaries fan, I am just thankful for feeling like we're heading in the right direction. Like it's been so rough. Like if you look back, like I think it was between, you know, 2013, um, and 20, I think it's 2013, 2017, they were always in like double digits when it came to like their, their final standing spot. Um, and then it looked like they were kind of getting it together a little bit, but then like what twenty twenty, which has a weird year anyway. Yeah, but, pandemic yeah, year they, they had a winning season. And it all of a sudden looked like, you know, maybe. And then it was just a train wreck for two straight seasons. And now like above five hundred, making a run, um, feeling confident Mike Myers enough to get um Mike Meyer enough to get him uh, a contract extension. Like that's a big deal, man. Like especially in a tough league. And the league where, you know, you're starting to make the playoffs for a while. It's just, it feels good to have, a you know, not just the same one for the league to not just have the same people, but also like for that, you know, if you're a fan of the Canaries, you've seen some tough baseball. You've, you've you remember when trouble. they were the pheasants. You've seen some long games. And uh, it's good to see, you know, uh, oh, I don't know. It sounds dramatic Max say a long suffering fan base, but a fan base who has not had a lot to cheer for over the past decade. Uh, starting to catch some momentum and starting to have some reasons to be optimistic. Like that's, that's fantastic. I, I love that. Um, yeah. If, if you ever ask, I, you know, I sometimes get asked, like, do I cheer for certain teams? I, I don't. I usually cheer for like, Story yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if, if I want something that feels good and you know, it feels good to see Sioux Falls performing well. So I, I don't, personally, I'm thankful for it. And I'm sure Sioux Falls Canaries fans are thankful for. The positive result that they they ended up coming out with and, and getting mike signed a contract extension
0: you just root for the dopamine hit you drug addict
1: baby yo is that and sean and freud man i'm all
0: chaos yeah i just want to point out our whole american association thing that could be summed up with the one uh kid in the pool meme where like chicago's the kid that's being held the kid that's drowning is the canaries in the body in the chair underneath the water is currently the gary south shore rail
1: Oh, Gary, I know. I don't know what to do with that, though. What we are doing is moving to the Atlantic League. So let's, I got to find a team for myself here.
0: On one hand, I want to see you pick Estonia just for like, thank you for the content.
1: But. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that. But
0: let's see. I'm trying to thank you.
1: I mean. Um, if, yeah. Look, if I'm a Staten Island Fairyhawks fan, and look, there has not been an official announcement, I'm just thankful for Hummer Bush. Yeah. Like, straight up, I mean, that, that's not ever complicate things. Like, that, if you were an invested party or fan in the Staten Island Fairhawks, you were like, oh my god, are we going to suck forever? And look, there's still a chance. But yeah, have a long-suffering fan year, base. You, yeah, you have another new team in your division this year. Sure. You got to deal with Long Island still. They have a new manager. We'll see. But, you know, Lou is basically, you know, extending the same, you know, Business this is same, usual. uh, yeah, management essentially. Um, York was hot last year, Southern Maryland, stays. Southern Maryland. Um, but they're in the South. So yeah. you're at least out of the way there. So you got Lancaster you got Hagerstown. So there's an opportunity if you can beat up Hagerstown a bit when we get together. Plus, you look good toward the end of the year, looks a lot better. Homer Bush seems to be an adult who knows how to bring players in and keep them there and manage a game. <laughs> adult. I mean, look, that's the highest compliment you can give at this point. So, I, Fonzie, a Saturn Island fan, I'm like looking at my whatever it is, a like 10 game package or whatever you can buy from them, and being like, you know, this might, you know, I might be sticking around for all nine innings more often than not this year.
0: Like, <laughs> I know you meant that positively, but that was going back to don't worry, they won't see you in the dark territory there.
1: He's in baby steps out of here.
0: He's an adult. You may stay for the whole game now. Go buy a 10 game package.
1: I mean, it's kind of weird that they have not been
0: paying me
1: to do this kind of marketing for them because I feel like I'm nailing it.
0: You better post this segment on Facebook oh god <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say uh, how
1: else will we move tickets
0: <laughs> that's what i'm thankful for in the atlantic like facebook <laughs> although i will say you know like or not like you know La- lancaster will not be a problem in the first half second half they're an issue but first half not a problem mm-hmm. there the ducks. Every
1: team in that division should be thankful for the second half Stormers because they at least have a chance to win the first half.
0: Exactly. And you Good figure game. Hagerstown's a, a cramp shoot. So really, mm-hmm. it's a matter of can I be better than York and can I be better than Long Island? You figure Long Island will, at some point in the first half, get raided, probably mm-hmm. in May. And they'll mm-hmm. take them a couple of three days to really figure how that's going to work and then reintegrate the lineup. So you'll have probably about a week to two week period where you could really take advantage and start to build out a lead on them. And that's just a matter of seeing what York does. And as I keep using the Iron Sheik tweet, they're going to mess it up, Jabroni. So like, you know, they'll choke down the stretch. So realistically, if you can just hang around, keep it interesting, play above 500 ball and have one or two really good weeks with no blow ups, you're right there. Now, yeah, that's probably a lot to ask. But, yeah. But you had some really solid players last year, Aguilar being the one that immediately comes to mind. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you can build off of that, maybe get another couple of pitchers that really, you know, can make it work. Hey, you know, I, I like what I see there. Kevin Krauss showed some promise too. You know, he looked like he's adapting fine. You know? Yeah. Like I said, great, but fine. There's, there's usable pieces you can bring back for next year. And if you can retain a large chunk of that roster, you retain Homer Bush, you start to really build something out, you know? I think there's something there. So I, I would agree with that. Staten Island is a solid one to pick there. Yeah, hey, I got moments. Yeah, exactly. See? Blind squirrel.
1: <laughs> what do in the Frontier League?
0: Oh, well, I still got to do the thing for for the, uh, uh,
1: oh, okay. I thought that was the yeah. other. I thought you just I, mean, like, mine, which I was like, yeah, I was fine with but yeah, you know, I, I, I respect
0: I, you know, going, I, I don't. I don't steal, you know, I don't steal content, More. you know. This is going to be kind of tongue-in-cheek, admittedly, but the Silver Anniversary team is my thing here. It started off so really, really strong. Oh. It was consistent. It was a positive thing. It was celebrating the league's history. It was really, you know, especially early on, showing guys that are firmly Atlantic League-type players, really acknowledging them, really celebrating them. Obviously, the timing didn't quite work out. didn't quite, we didn't land the plane good. It landed in the Hudson. So, like, that's not ideal. But, that said, the takeoff was great. In-flight experience is pretty good. Then some turbulence forced out of the sky. But, until then... It was really good. It was a really solid idea. And it's just a little bit of a shame that they couldn't quite land it and do something. But, hey, it's still <laughs> my thing. Because I really liked it. I thought it was a really positive thing while it was being done right.
1: Yeah, I would have had a hard time identifying it as positive. But I respect that you just went for it.
0: Like I understand. Like, execution is a large chunk of this. But for a while, they were doing it well. Then they kind of gave up on it. And then they were, like, kind of, like, covertly, like, hey, are you going to finish this? Slowly. (laughs) Oh, by the way!
1: Just thinking they never stopped.
0: Yeah, it's just, like, the kid that, like, never turned in that homework assignment. And then, like, a couple weeks later, they just slip it into the bottom of the homework pile. Like, maybe she'll just, like, act like she didn't see it in the box. And I'll be able to play it off there. And then you get it back... yeah Yeah. and like the gray was at 80 but then you see like minus 40 points for late yeah (laughs) and like
1: i don't think that's why
0: right here late part of me wants to say the grays right now because like i really respect the grays i respect their commitment to the grind they weren't switching teams they weren't chumps they did not run from the grind so, like, I respect that. They really did improve their record. They played a lot of close games. They played a lot of hard games. So, like, I respect that team a lot. But I don't think I can pick the Grace because their very existence is, like, not a positive. Right. Yeah. That is so, a complicated note there. Yeah. So, like, they made the best of the worst possible situation. But unfortunately, they are still the worst possible situation. So,. Scratch right. them from the record. You know, I'm thankful for the Colbeck fans. You know, okay, I, yeah, the fan base is really into it. They really, you get the sense that they care. They understand the game. They understand and appreciate that these guys are out here playing to win. They sing. They go hard in the paint. They show up all the time. the The genuine excitement you hear whenever you're listening to a game or they post clips and you hear that pop of the crowd, it doesn't feel like a minor league game. It feels almost like a major league environment. And so I appreciate that dedication. I appreciate the fanaticism and our fanaticalism. And overall, it's hard not to be thankful for fans like that that make independent ball special.
1: Yeah, um, damn, that's a really good one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I gotta think this through a little bit now.
0: That's it. Everything. Um, my best ideas come half-assed. Yeah, shoot. The ones I plan are terrible, but the ones that just happen, great.
1: Um, I think, I mean, I'm thankful for the Tri-City Valley Cats, like just wow. as an organization at this point. I mean, I think the legitimacy they bring into the Frontier League, not that it's not legitimate, but like.
0: The, Outside legitimacy.
1: I think there are very few organizations throughout Indie ball that like their presence in their league elevates the teams around them. And I think the way City appears to take it pretty seriously, like the on-field and uh, seemingly off-field like, product for everybody. Um, The fact that they do have good vocal news coverage, um, the fact that they are committed for at least a few more years to the league. And they seem to, you know, the things that they seem to be pushing, you know, with those negotiations are things that are good for the entire league, like things like uh, getting rid of the grays. Um, Again, this is just what they've been rumored to be talking about, like getting rid of the grays, um, shortening up travel, you know, just getting the crossing the T's, dot in the I's, getting things a little tighter in that league. Uh, That's great. Uh, It concerns me that the, you know, the league is moving in the direction of a lower uh, player salary cap, but, um, I am still, even through that, encouraged by the very presence of Tri City that they're continuing to kind of, um, I think, raise the game of a lot of the teams around them. I've been really impressed by what they've brought to this league in their years since they've uh, they've exited affiliated. Um, even now, the fact they're you know taking their time with the Mantra higher is a good sign. Oh yeah, the professionalism's off the charts. Yeah, it's just it's something that I think if I'm the Atlanta, I look at it and I go, you know, damn, <laughs> that would be nice the frontier they scored in my opinion.
0: Yeah. No, I, I 100 agree with that. I mean, they got probably the best ran organization out of all the ones that got cut free. And, yeah, I think so. You know, that's, that's a testament to them. And, uh, they certainly help out a lot. And as far as your weekend series, they announced start times and uh, firework dates and the like today. Yes, but, they did. Yeah.
1: Keep an eye on it for sure. I'll, um, no, I'll be making a, uh, a little more detailed travel schedule this year. I'm excited to get around to some new parks.
0: I think you should post the schedules that way. You can have the groupies show up. Uh, I'll think about it. It's fun getting uh-huh. recognized by random people. It is. And by fun and of a little, little distracting.
1: Yeah, if you ever see me, by the way, out of the game, people say, hey, I'm friendly. I don't bite mostly.
0: He looks like a generic country singer fan. I didn't mean a derogatory. I mean, like, it's just the situation. felt a little
1: derogatory, i to be honest.
0: Anyway. So I'm thankful for Missoula. In the Pioneer League, I'm yeah. thankful for Missoula. They are.
1: Yeah, I do.
0: They're consistent. They are... Honestly, they feel more like a Frontier League team to me than the Pioneer League team. Um, they just... They run themselves a little bit differently. And, you know... Maybe it's because they had a solid brand beforehand. Maybe it's because they had a lot of support beforehand. Maybe it's just because they're a very active group. I don't know what it is, but uh, they just... They never really disappoint, unless it's in the postseason the last couple years. But, you know, outside of that, they really are a consistent team. And they... I think that consistency is part of their brand. Where they're going to be good, they're going to be fun, you're going to enjoy it. And, like, that... Just consistency alone in this field, I appreciate.
1: Um yeah, I think that's a good one. Um I'll be honest, like my my initial instinct was to say Grand Junction for their like dedication on the other side to just being complete chaos. Um and just putting up football scores in every game.
0: Full ace of spades mode.
1: But, yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm gonna go to a team that, like honestly, I dumped on uh, earlier in the year, Um but I was genuinely impressed. You know, as things developed, by the Northern Colorado Owls, the NoCo Owls. Man, I think I don't think they did anything exceptional. If I'm honest, I, I don't think it's not like congratulations. This is not a congratulations you made it, hmm. but it is a they were facing a real garbage fire early in the year with their lighting situation at that field.
0: And the uniforms um, thing. The uniforms
1: thing. The the field in general is, a, is not interesting. up to standard, frankly. But um throughout the year, though, like, we saw less and less issues come up with them. I mean, I was ready for that to be the team. And, look, I'm not saying it was great. It was a Pioneer League season. And, honestly, I don't know the Pioneer League guys well enough because a lot of them are younger. They are having, like, They don't know my content, so they don't know that they can just reach out to me and chat about stuff. Um, But I did hear from some Pioneer League teams, you know, or Pioneer League players about issues they had during the year. And, you know, I've talked to Pioneer League players about what their experience was like when they visited NOCO. And honestly, everyone said it's nothing crazy. It's not ideal, but it's like, it wasn't like, oh my God, you got to hear this. Like the DMs I get regarding some other teams, like... Honestly, that thing could have been a legitimate embarrassment that stuck with them and like made it difficult to operate down the road as well. And it wasn't. They stopped the bleeding on it. They managed to get through the year, you know, reasonably fine. They won some games at some points, and you know, they came out of it without embarrassing themselves. And I honestly, look like that sounds like a low bar, but really, they 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 looked—they turned the ship around the way to doing that. They really looked so on the way to doing that. I was like, oh my god, this is going to be. The train wreck of the season like this is it like and and early like it, like we're talking like week three i was like this is gonna be a mess like is this team gonna make it are they gonna need to find a new field like what's going on no no drama throughout the rest of the year which is so hard to manage um maybe they benefit a little bit from being so far hmm. <laughs> out there but i, I think Generally speaking, you know the chaos that did happen, we heard about. So I think really yeah. it really high Then also that. they handled it yeah.
0: well too. They sent out statements about it and said, "Hey, look, this happened, and uh, we're fixing it."
1: Yeah, so they learned from yeah, it. it. which is a lesson to everybody to just acknowledge it and say you messed something up and something's not the way you want it, and you're working to make it better. It's so much better than not releasing a statement or releasing a statement that. Everybody remotely near anything related to your league knows you is a lie. Like, just when things look amateurish, the best thing you can do is show that you're a
0: professional. But what and if they the, did that? But I have an important caveat there. What happens if the local sports anchor vision and says that that is not true? That's not happening.
1: Oh, the guy who was just excited to go hang on Carolina Panthers uh, training camp? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, well, now he's in Houston now, so he's no problem. Um, (laughs) He can go to the Pecos if you'd like.
0: Oh, so he's a Stroud boy now.
1: Uh, (laughs) Yes, you could say that. I'll I'll give you that one. Um, I I just, yeah, don't even bring that one up. But um, another reason I'm excited for why I'm thankful for Tri-City is just actual good local coverage. Um But I, yeah, that, that's it. That's what I got. I, I was really impressed and glad that NOCO didn't become a, like an eyesore on the Pioneer League as they were trying to, you know, get their momentum going still in the Sydney ball grind.
0: Definitely. And I do want to point out one thing when you said, I don't have too many pioneer players I talk to. They're a little bit younger and don't know my content. The only thing I thought of was, "How do you do, fellow kids?"
1: Yeah, same energy. I hate to admit it, but yeah, very much so. Like, I'm.
0: Do you kids want I'm, a refreshing uh, surge?
1: I mean, uh, like I know the lingo. Did that game get banged, kids? Like, no, it, no, no. It's not a vibe. I'm just barely hanging on, man. I'm like...
0: He murked that know. ball, kids. For real, for real. On God.
1: Anybody down for some
0: Fortnite after the game? <laughs>
1: uh,
0: uh, not your grandpa's indie ball show. <laughs>
1: it, it might be, though. Um <laughs>
0: No, I yeah. can't work the, that kind of technology.
1: Oh, shoot, man, it, it's—I saw a report about a certain news station that a little piece of their business plan that, like, was leaked. Was that like, yeah, it's just that people are too old to uh, change the channel, <laughs> <laughs> so we're fine. Which is amazing. That's kind of where I'm aiming eventually uh-huh. in my slow in my slow evolution toward like the Ken Burns of IndieWall. you <laughs>
0: we've given up the hopes of being john boy if i could be ken burns
1: hey made possible by viewers like you
0: oh god i could just see it now can i listen to the show on my walkman
1: you can see it and so will the four other people who are watching what i do
0: oh god so in other words to wrap this up we're thankful for ken burns baseball Yeah, sure, why not?
1: Actually, yeah, honestly. God, it's so good. Hey, when I when I get asked what my favorite movie is, I say Cameron's baseball. I don't care it's twenty four hours long. It's that that's what makes it perfect. Also, I'm always kicking it around trying to figure out if I can make it happen, like a basically like start to finish or start to modern day history of indie ball. Yeah at some point maybe.
0: The dream.
1: The dream. It's, I mean, literally, not to, like, dream. be an ego play, but, like, literally, who else would do it?
0: I still believe in buying the land that's around Skyland Stadium and putting up a museum there. And them, their cornfields.
1: Them, their cornfields.
0: That's how uh, you, uh... Midwestern people talk, right? No. I'm not
1: Midwestern. What? Don't bring me
0: into this. <laughs> hey, anything that's west of the Delaware... Midwest Oh
1: Lord Jersey people.
0: Look, I'm not even big on saying oh, anything west God. of the uh of the Raritan. How do I those know bastards. that <laughs> I don't trust them. Not enough people out there to trust. I,
1: I hope the I want the episode just to end with just fade just fading out as you just continue on this little like mini rant.
0: <laughs> just ranting like oh, those Warren County and Sussex County people, they ain't right. Can't trust them. <laughs> I went out, there's dudes uh, out there that just you like You see the
1: way they eat their pork roll
0: First off, Taylor Ham It's the northern part of the state Let's get that shit straight out the bat Secondly <laughs> Secondly, I've gone out there before And there's just dudes out there That got hunks of tree there And they're just like doing wood carvings With a chainsaw Admittedly, some of them are cool But other ones are just like weird Hey man, you
1: gotta get to the cool ones By making the weird ones <laughs>
0: Okay, like, I don't know why I need a bear in a bikini, though.
1: Because it's hot, bro.
0: What are you talking about? That's how we end the show.
1: Yep, there it is.
0: <laughs> we'll figure out what hockey team you're rooting for next week.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Anybody
0: else I can cross off the list?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm still figuring a couple things out. I'll have more time to watch some hockey. I'm at... Well, I was at... A, couple games in the past couple weeks i'm at reading tomorrow night so you know i'm oh, getting around wow.
0: we're, we're, see, we're doing the echl tour oh yeah baby you know what i'm about oh we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out we're gonna get to the bottom of this that's what's gonna happen here maybe i feel like i should have plugs but like i also feel like it just ruins the flow right now yeah you know,
1: yeah, I don't need to plug anything right now.
0: Yeah, I ain't going to plug anything either. So. I'll probably
1: start bringing some transaction highlights to the party the next few weeks. I say, right don't now. you have a transaction
0: page you want to plug?
1: Yeah, if anybody wants, I got it pinned at the top of the Indie Ball Nation Twitter account. Um But it's also on like the transactions highlight, if you understand how Instagram works. Uh, on my Indie Ball Nation page, there's a highlight which just has a link to the the Google sheet, but it will be an ongoing sheet update every day of the transactions throughout the years. So this gets hard to track, um, you know, between all different leagues. So I consolidate off all the indie leagues and whenever they post transactions, I get an update onto there as soon as I can so that you can, uh, follow along and kind of get a feel for where some of your favorite players are, what your favorite team is up to, or if you're a coach, uh, who the hell is available? Because it's kind of hard to figure out what's happening. Um, I know there's the master sheet that goes out with free agents, but I feel like by the time most people get that thing, it's the uh, date. So, oh. tracking it as best we can here. But really? that's, that's mainly what I've got here.
0: Really, you're out here doing the Lord's work because a nun stops you from doing the actual Lord's work?
1: You know, not wrong. And isn't that beautiful?
0: It really is. Ciao, yeah, Sister Sheila. Until next time, she'll have to play ball.